Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. All right, we're continuing our message series, uh, The Age of Worry. The premise of this series is that we live in a time where people are living anxious and worry-filled lives like never before. And this life is full of different cares, stresses, and worries. This is what we call the age that we live in is, in is the age of worry. But how do we deal with it during this lifetime? The purpose of this series is to look at the look to the word of God to overcome worry and anxiety in this age that we are living in. Last week, just for a brief review, I won't take long in reviewing. I want you to go and um, watch the message and listen to it either on our podcast, on our app, or you can watch it on YouTube or on our website. And we talked about the root of worry last week. And we define what worry is. So if you have that on the screen for us, as we define what worry is, it says worry is defined uh, by the Webster uh, Dictionary as mental distress or agitation resulting from concerning, uh, resulting from concern usually for something impending or anticipated. And so we came to figure out last week uh, about worry is worry um, does not uh, worry comes up with all of these possible outcomes that are not even real or has never even happened yet. And so we deal with the difference between concern and worry. Worry is not factual, but concern is. Concern goes based upon the facts. Concern, legitimate concern helps God's people focus on real problems and provide enough spiritual energy to respond with godly solutions. And so we begin to realize the two differences. Uh, we talked about the two causes of worry last week, which was when we're more worldly centered than God centered, and then the lack of trust in God. Tonight, I wanna deal with uh, the subject, which is really a question that I wanna pose to you tonight. Uh, are you worried about tomorrow? Are you worried about tomorrow? Are you worried about tomorrow? Another aspect of worry, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to get into with uh, with all of us is worry is also a sense of uneasiness and anxiety about the future. For some odd reason, one of the main things that 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 worry, uh, I would say, thrives on is uh, is 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 this feeling or this uneasiness or this unrest about what the future holds. Normally, when you find yourself worrying about something, you are worried about something that's ahead of you and not something that you're currently dealing with. Worry, ladies and gentlemen, gives these future outcomes in your head and it plays itself to be real. 
Has anybody thought that? Like, I, I'm not the only one who's gone through that. Like, there's future outcomes. I'm thinking about stuff, you know, looking ahead. And I'm like, oh, my God, if that happened, this happened and this happened. Listen, it did not happen. These are all, honestly, what worry does is create a fear of, of doing things or seeing things down the road that you think will be possible. It Worry does not, worry and faith cannot mix. They don't mix. You can't be worried and have faith at the same time. Only one has got to take its place. I can be concerned and have faith, but I can't be worried and, 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 and still have faith. Because worry uh, looks and takes God out of the equation and it just shows how in the world am I, you, meaning myself, going to deal with this situation. And so here, ladies and gentlemen, in our text, as you see, I'm kind of moving around Matthew chapter six around verses 25 through 34. What Jesus is talking about uh, in this sermon on the mountain, he's talking to people uh, uh, to a, a class of people who, who, who did not have a lot. They didn't come from much money. There may have been some who were wealthy that were sprinkled in uh, to the people that were uh, 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 there at the Sermon at the Mount. But these were people who were, you know, working, hardworking people trying to work to figure out what is going to come tomorrow. How are they going to pay for their, their children's meals? How are they going to uh, provide a living for themselves? And just like us, I believe this message of the Sermon on the Mount is as relevant uh, 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 in that day as it is now as he talks about worry and as he talks about anxiety. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this future things, what is going to be the future of our world with COVID? How are we going to live with this? How, how, when, when, when is unemployment going to get better? Because there's so many jobs that have been lost due to this, uh, this vicious disease. And, and, and you coming up with, I, I, I know I was, I'm like, listen, Lord, what am I going to do with the church? Like moving forward in the future and yada, yada, yada. And I've been seeking God like, oh Lord, what is the future of the church going to look like? How people are going to return in person? How does this online thing work? And I'm trying to figure out all of this stuff going on. And God is telling us to pause for a second. I want you to pause for a second. And I want you to say this with me. Say, be present in today. Be present in today. Hey, everyone. I'm Brittany. I'm Looney. I'm Aretha. And I'm Leticia. And we are the Glory Girls here at TCF. Woohoo! <laughs> TCF is getting ready to launch its Transformed Life group. And the first group that is ready to launch is us, Glory Girls. Yes. We'll be yes. starting on March 11th. And we'll be talking about sisterhood, amongst many other topics that we'll be having over a six-week period. But please join us. We'll be talking about self-empowerment, um, finding about your identity yes. and relationships and dating. Get into it with us. Yes, and if you're wondering how we're going to do this, we're actually going to be doing this on Zoom. This way, it's not just a live. You're not just comedy, but we're actually conversing with you. We can see you guys face-to-face, -face, and it's going to be so awesome. All you have to do is click the link in our bio and register. It's that simple. We cannot wait to see you guys. Register today. We look forward to seeing you. Come and be a glory girl. <laughs> and remember, transformation starts here. <laughs> 
here's the issue. The reason why we are so folk, the reason why we get so worried filled is because the future scares the, oh my God, it scares the mess out of us. We don't know what's ahead. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Oh my goodness. So uh, uh, my wife and I have been thinking about getting a house and you know, she'll like, how are we going to get this stuff together for a house? And how are we going to get that? And, and then this, 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 and that. I'm like, hey, you're giving me a headache. I need you to slow down for a second. Huh? <laughs> and so you're worried about something that you're, again, you're moving towards it now. Let me put this in, uh, 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 let me kind of clear something up here. There is nothing wrong with preparing for the future. God is not, Jesus is not telling them not to prepare for the future. He's not telling you not to have plans and different things like that. The issue becomes is when we so, when we're so sucked into the future where we're not living in the present. Why does our future scare us? Why does the future brings us so, in, so much anxiety? It's the first one, ladies and gentlemen, is the uncertainty of it. Is the uncertainty of it. There is something that even uh, even Solomon in Ecclesiastes spoke to in Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 12. I don't believe I have it here with me because I, I just added this on. Uh, verse 12, but listen to what it says. For who knows what is good for a person during his lifetime? During the few years of his futile life, he will spend them like a shadow. For who can tell a person what will happen after? happen after him under the sun for who can tell a person what will happen after him under the sun and so again here we have it how in the world can i predict something to happen underneath the sun how can i look towards how can i how can I really think about what's going on tomorrow? Yeah, I got plans. You know, I go to work tomorrow, you know, doing this, this and that. But how can I really speak to what tomorrow has to hold? Because here's the issue with the, the here's why we get so filled with it is because is we were looking at so how uncertain things are and the uncertainty of it scares us. The uncertainty almost creates a fear concerning the future. And what happens is people get so paralyzed that they don't want to move into it. That's what happens when we live in a, when we live in a, a worried filled age. That's what happens. The uncertainty of tomorrow scares us. We don't know. It, the day that we're living in, hey, I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like because currently I'm unemployed. I don't look what I don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. I'm just trying to keep lights on. I'm just trying to do this and I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen to me and my family and all and what with that concern sometimes it can lead to worry and opens up different doors. Well, maybe we're going to get kicked out. I got the eviction letter Pastor Brandon. I got this this and that and all this stuff going on and and I I just don't know where I don't know where who's going to hire me. I don't know any of that stuff and that stuff is bringing fear. Worry stress can't sleep at night staying up all all night long not really eating all of those things pastor brandon i have a business what happens if a second wave happens? well it didn't happen well we're creating these different things in our head what happens if that happens again to me i, I don't know if i can take another uh, a percentage shutdown i don't know 
That brings uncertainty to me. That's been, I'm trying to start a family. I'm so uncertain about how that's going to look. I don't know how, how, will my kids like me? I don't know. (laughs) Will my kids like me? You know what I'm saying? Will I meet the right one or are we going to get divorced? Oh God, I don't want to get divorced. All that stuff is playing around in your head. You having a whole conversation. Somebody say newsflash. It hasn't happened. (laughs) Stop creating scenarios in your head that has not happened. And who's to say that it will happen? Who's to say it will happen? We get so caught up into that. Oh my gosh. It's bringing me so much uncertainty. I just don't know. And when we're talking about uncertainty, ladies and gentlemen, there's things that may or may not happen. It may happen or it may not happen. But we don't know. But this is what people do. Well, just because I don't know, I'm not going to do anything. And that's where the enemy wants to keep most of us. In the between of, oh, I don't know, so I won't go out. You go, you create all of this, all of you create all of these scenarios in your head of what could go wrong, and worry always shows you what could go wrong, never what could go right. Let me give you another reason why I'm not trying to be long. Let me give you another reason why worry, why we're so worried about our future. Number two, and this is most of us. I don't know about you, but I know about control. How many of you want to control? Like, I, I'm, I, you know, there's some things I, you know, I wish I could control the future. I wish I could control it. If I could control it, some people wouldn't have died. Come on, somebody. If I could control it. I'm not messing with you, Brittany. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. <laughs> if I could control the future. Now, let me make this plain. There's some things, there's things about our future that we can control, and but there are other things that are outside of our control. Now, you can make a decision on what you're going to do about your future by doing the things God's way. But how those things come to be The different things that you and I go through, we can't control that. We cannot control that. I wish I could. There are certain things that if I knew that was coming up the road, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to take a detour. You get what I'm saying? And if there was some things that I knew that was coming up the road, I would prepare myself better for. We don't, we want to control. We don't want to do what the scriptures say, commit thy way unto the Lord. We don't want to commit our way unto the Lord. We were like, nah. There are certain things, ladies and gentlemen, that you and I, I know I'm speaking for myself, that we would like to control. I would like to control how much money I'll have in the future. I would like to control, you know what I'm saying, making sure our kids and stuff like that come out great. I would like to control, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, our church and and where it's going to be in the future and great things. I would love to control that. But there are certain things. I would love to control what type of hardships I choose to go through. I would love to control that. I can't tell when a loved one's about to pass from here. Because if they could, if they were, and I could control it, I would do something about it. 
Uh, but look at your point to yourself. Say, I'm not God. I'm not God. I'm not God. There's some things I wish I could control. There's some things, but there, there, but we cannot control the events of tomorrow. I wish, I wish, I wish I could control, you know, COVID and 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 get rid of it right now, right away, and and put people back in jobs and create all of this stuff. And I wish I could control that, but there are certain things that only God's sovereignty, only God's sovereign will knows that we are not privy to. That we're not privy to because we are not the creator. We are the created. We are not the creator. We are the created. So watch me here. Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. I want you to understand something here. I want to show you something that's found in, in what Jesus is telling us on the Sermon on the Mount. One that's going to help us. Number one, watch me. Trust God with the details of the future. That's what I want us to do. I want us to trust God with the details of the future. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me get it very clear. And this is what Jesus is pretty much telling us. So do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own cares. I want you to, I want you to don't worry about that. I want you to let me handle what tomorrow has for you. Then let me tell you something. Uh, uh, we serve a God that is into the details. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do not serve a God who is not detail oriented. Yeah. Just look at creation. Look at how everything is. Everything that God created was detailed fashion to the very letter. Look at how your body is made. If you look at the 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 the, the, the autonomy of the body, the human the the human uh, autonomy, you begin to see how everything works together. Just look at how just look at how the universe is. You would say, "Wow, this is a detail-oriented God." There is no way in the world a Big Bang theory could create this. If you can look me dead in the face and say junk can come together and create itself, then it would have been doing that all of this time. There is a God, ladies and gentlemen, who fashioned this. There's a God that has fashioned this. And science ought to prove that there is a God that made all of this. And it does not disprove it. <laughs> My God, help me. Science speaks to that there is a creator. Science, ladies and gentlemen, is not something that the Christian faith is against. Matter of fact, it's something that, the, that, that proves the very existence and proves that, oh my God, and gives it credence that there is a God who created this, the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. He separated the very land from the sea. There, there is a God that created this. And he's into the details. And so if he's into the details of this creation, that means he's into the details about your life. Well, you may be asking me and say, hey, Pastor Brandon, okay, so if he's into the details, why he don't tell me everything? Because there are some things that you, this is why faith is there. That's why faith, that's why faith exists in this lifetime. Because there's some things you just have to trust that your father knows 
and that he's doing things and oh my God, and that he's bringing you into alignment in things that is going to benefit you. So God will disclose certain details to you, but he's not going to tell you everything so that you can still have faith so that you would just believe. Oh my God, help me in here say, I don't need all the details, but I have to trust the God who has the details. Let's back this up with scripture. Let's work with me. Psalm 139, verse 16, New Living Translation. Psalm 139, he says, the psalmist says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded, hear me, in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And that's why Jesus comes in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Tomorrow has its own worries. It has its own cares. And this is where the psalmist says right here, but guess what? Every day of my life has been recorded God is not coming up with the plan of your life when you got born into the earth he already had it as a thought in his mind before you even got here oh my goodness this is a scripture that proves that God is into the details that every moment of my life has already been laid out oh my goodness this is why I love what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2 says looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of my faith now when we look at author that means that there's an origin that means that there was a start somewhere that my faith had to start it starts with Jesus and it ends with Jesus and when I'm looking unto him he's there to get me from my beginning to my end my God, help me in this room. The Bible says that he is the alpha. That means he's the beginning. And he says he's the omega. That means he's the end. And that he's the author. That means he's, or, oh my God, he's already written it out. He's already created it. There's an origin to where your life begins. And God knows the end of your life. There is nothing that you do that catches God by surprise. There's nothing that you do. There's nothing that you and I do that catches God by surprise. God is into the details of my life. Say, I hear you, Pastor B. He said he's, he's into the details. Let's, 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 let's build off of this some more. Let's build off this some more. Let's go to Psalm 37, verse 23. I like this. Here it is. He says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Hear me. He delights in every detail of their lives. So not only is he the one who fashioned it, but he delights in it. He takes, he, he takes, oh my God, he takes so much uh, 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 happiness in the every details of your life. So watch me, if God is so detail-oriented as it pertains to your life, why is it that you and I never come to him to talk about those details when we're trying to figure out everything on our own? It's not meant for you and I to figure it out. It's meant for us to come to the author and the finisher of our faith who's taken delight in every detail of your life and say, yeah, come on, Don, let's have a talk. Let me show you what I'm doing. Now I must keep certain things to myself and so that you can your faith could be built up in the process that's what God does hallelujah 
say my God is in the details my God is into the details see let me tell you something about the enemy let me tell you something the enemy does not tell you everything the enemy he's not detailed as God the only thing the enemy is detailed about is his plan to kill steal and destroy you and he will tell any lie to get you to that place but God sees us say I came that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly say so you see he delights in the details he delights in the details I didn't plan to get this hard let's go point two here we go you have to trust God's intent for your life concerning your future how do you overcome this worry about your future? How do you overcome being scared and afraid, timid, fearful of it? You got to trust God with, uh, uh, with the intent. God's intent for your life. See, many people have this bad view in their minds about God. They believe that God is this bad person that says no, no, no all the time. They believe that God is not concerned about giving them anything good. The Bible says that those who, that those who trust in the Lord shall not lack any good thing he didn't say any bad thing he said any good thing god will not withhold anything good from you the problem is is that your good versus god's good is two different things see what you think is good it doesn't my god does not compare to what god says is good in your life see what you want ladies and gentlemen and what sometimes what we want ladies and gentlemen is this idea that the enemy or the world gives us that that is what we should that is that is the good thing that we need for us that yes i'm gonna be an influencer and i'm i'm not gonna work my nine to five anymore and i'm, I'm just gonna put all of this manifest stuff down on the ground and see what happens for my life that gotta be something you gotta trust God's intent for your life and guess what we make this whole thing around the thing and then we want to downplay somebody who works a nine-to-five and then glorify somebody do you not understand that most small businesses make under fifty thousand dollars a year when they first start we don't want to praise that that you have to grind to get somewhere And we think that's good. There's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurship. I encourage entrepreneurship. I was an entrepreneur and still am an entrepreneur. The very fact of the matter is it takes work and hard work to do so. But what we do is we fall into this trap of what social media and what our culture says what is good and think that, hey, God, that's the good I want. And God's saying, ha, that ain't nothing. And then when God gives you something, see, you thought that that was the person that was good for your life. But then when you really met God's good, you said, whoa, what in the world was I thinking? My God, Lord. What was I thinking? Why did I waste my time? I could have went with this from the very first, <laughs> from the very first start. Hallelujah. You got to trust God's intent. I need somebody to say amen right there. You got to trust God's intent. That's why I say thank you, Lord, for Oticia. Amen. Let me keep going. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to trust God's intent. That means God has, you have to understand that God is not bad intentioned. I don't know what you think about God uh, because a lot of times our view of God has been shaped by our environments. 
Our view of God has been shaped by our environments. It's been shaped by whoever has been our father in our lives. And so you think that God is just like him or God is just like some human person. One of your friends, one of your one of the people that you confided in. And the truth of the matter is God is not like them. God is not like man that he shall lie. Nor is he like the son of man that he shall repent. God is not like one of your friends. He's not a liar. He keeps promises. He don't make promises he can't keep. Let me make, let me, let me, let me, let me build, let me, like again, let me build this off of what I know, this scripture. Well, Psalm 139, verse 7, 17, 18, it says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. Let me put it right there, that God has so many thoughts concerning you that they cannot be numbered. You cannot put a number on so many of the good things that God thinks concerning you. God thinks more good things concerning us than we do of ourselves. We can all, I think we look in the mirror, find every flaw. We don't say nothing positive, no, nothing affirming. I look in the mirror, oh, Lord Jesus. This gut in the name of Jesus, fire. <laughs> Burn it up. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> this prosperity lord thank you but it got to go ah thank you he said they cannot be numbered verse 18 says i can't i can't even count them they are outnumbered as the grains of sand and when i wake you wake up you are still with me he's saying his thoughts cannot be numbered concerning you jeremiah 29 comes back and say for i know the thoughts that i have towards you thoughts of good and not of evil so hold up so all of those number of thoughts that god has for me cannot be counted they are all good there's not one evil thing god is not evil god cannot be tempted to be evil he does not have one evil, oh my God, one trace of evil in him or wickedness. So everything that God will have you in situations he will put you in is always going to work for your good. And we know, oh God, help me in here, that all things work together for the good of them. That means all things. It's not, it's not, saying, that, it's not saying that every good thing is going to, that, that it came from a good situation. No, it's saying that all things work together, the ugly, the bad, all of the stuff that you went through, the trauma, oh my goodness, the trauma, the situations that you and I put ourselves in at the end of the day all of it will work to your good oh my goodness that's why that's why Jesus is telling you don't got to be worried about it yeah you may be going through a tough season right now but it's working for your good put in the chat section say it's working for me now hallelujah hallelujah and here we go here we go lastly well, lastly, I'm getting out of here now. It says, trust God's care for, uh, trust God's care for you regarding your future. Trust God's care for you regarding your future. God cares for you. 
Get out of that mind. Get out of that mindset that God does not care. God cares. Well, if he cared, I would have never got unemployed. If he cared out this way, I would have never got divorced through this pandemic. If God cared, I never had to go through this. I haven't go through this. God caring for you has nothing to do with the different situations you and I face in our lives. That does not mean God cares any less for you and I. It does not mean that at all. Yes, we've gone through things. It does not mean that God stopped caring for you because you had because you and I have faced a lot of trauma or or different losses in our lives. No, God still cares. Again, God is faithful and he cares a lot for us. God has been caring for us since the oh my God, since the very beginning. Hallelujah. God has been caring for mankind since the very beginning. We, my God, let me tell you something. God is so into the details that he even had a detailed plan when Adam and Eve fell. (laughs) God, I praise you tonight. (laughs) Let me tell you something. God is so into the details. He knows even when stuff falls apart in your life, he already knew that was going to happen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it happens with our bad decisions and and not being obedient to him. And then there's other things that are outside of our control that comes in our way to teach us and build us up in our faith but there's things that he's so detailed with that yeah i know that i'm gonna put this much on you because i know if i put even more you'll break but if i put enough heat if i put enough pressure that's gonna build you up And that's how, see, people don't think that God cares even though you was in the fire. Let me tell you something. He cares so much for the Hebrew boys that, yeah, they were put in the fire, but he was there with them. Hallelujah. That he's not leaving you out here by yourself. I need somebody to know that during this pandemic. I said, God ain't going to leave me out here by myself. God, I praise you tonight. Why don't you put in that chat section and say, God cares for me. God cares for me. Psalm 55. Psalm 55, verse 22, New Living Translation. Psalms 55. It says it here, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. He said, hey, give your cares to me. He said, I care for you. I said, he he cares for you. He cares so much. Let me tell you something. We bring our burdens and our stresses to our family and friends, uh, and we go to everybody else. Oh, my God. And yeah, they may care for you. That's good. Uh, But there's something about the care of God. Uh, There's something about coming to him uh, and feeling the light lighter uh, after you didn't got into the presence of God. Uh, There's something about getting into his presence uh, where there was a great exchange that was made that when you put on the garment of praise the heaviness started lifting off of you because you were in the presence of God and the scripture says that in the presence of God oh my God there's pleasures oh my God forevermore there's something about getting into the presence of God ladies and gentlemen that lifts that heaviness that lifts that depression that lifts that anxiety that oh my God you may be worried about the future but when you get in the presence of God. You say, okay, God got it. God got it. I'm just going to walk with him. I'm just going to walk with him. I'm just going to walk this thing out. Because if he's detailed and if he got good intentions, then that means I know he cares enough to get me to an expected end. Look at somebody say you're getting to your expected end. I'm getting into an expected end because God cares for me. And oh my God, and he that begun a good work in you, he shall, oh my God, complete it until the day of what? Christ. Oh my God. 
oh my God, help me in this room. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I feel somebody tugging on me. I don't know who you are, but you've been feeling that lie the enemy saying, hey, look, I don't care about you. Why don't you throw your faith away? Why don't you throw this all away? I can do this, this, and this for you. Don't you listen to that liar. He's been a deceiver since day one. God cares so much before you, for you, that even in the my God in the very beginning, he told that devil, he said, the seed of a woman shall crush your very hair. That's how much he cares from you, that he came through 42 generations. Oh my God. And he died at the right time. And that he was buried. And that he rose again. That's how much he cares. And he didn't stop there. But he, oh my God, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost descended on us, ladies and gentlemen. And he said, you shall receive power once the Holy Ghost shall fall upon you. If you believe it, shall hallelujah. Hallelujah. God in here, I feel like praising God myself because when I think about it, there's been moments during this pandemic I've been going through a mental way, a whirlwind, up and down. God, how this gonna happen? God, how you gonna get us there? And all he's saying, Brandon, you rest in the day. I don't know who needs to hear that, but you need to rest in the present. There's a Sabbath rest that remaineth for the people of God. And if you rest and be of good courage, he will. Oh my God! I He will, my God. Look at somebody say He will. He will keep you in perfect peace. Oh my God! He will keep you in perfect peace. Oh yeah. Oh Messiah. Look at somebody say I'm not worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries. It has its own worries. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's an old hymn of the church that would say, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, my God, all our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, my goodness, oh, what a privilege it is to carry. Oh, my God, and bring it to the Lord in prayer. And here's my favorite prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, my God, because we didn't choose to give it to her. But I tell you tonight, if you give it to her, I'm telling you, you'll change. Oh, my God, your sorrow for peace. Your anxiety for peace. Look at somebody say, I need the peace of God. Oh, my, my. Oh, yeah. As I come to a close, I got to go now. As I come to a close, I want to encourage us like Jesus did, live in the present. Live present in the present. Don't you be thinking so much about tomorrow. Yeah, plan for it. But I want you to be present in the, in the very present. Stop worrying tomorrow, the future to rob you of today. Put that in chat section. Say, I'm not going to allow my future to rob me of my today. I'm not going to rob it from me. Even when Jesus taught them how to pray in the earlier verses, he said, oh my God, can I help me now, Jesus? What he said, oh my God, I praise you. He said, oh my goodness, in the Lord's prayer. 
He said, Thy oh my God, has give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll give you your own bread. But it's this day. I need what I need for the day. I need what I need for the day. And whatever you need for the day, God will give it to you. Let tomorrow come and bring its own thing. But you stay in the day. Oh my my glory hallelujah 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 let me end you let me end with this is it on the screen proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 and 18 it says do not let your heart envy sinners i don't know who that's for don't you envy people of the world don't you envy them? That's what he told him. Jesus told him earlier in the verse. He said, listen, uh, you don't work. Well, don't act like the Gentiles. Why? Oh my, don't act like them. Uh, you shouldn't because they, 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 I would be worried if I were them. But those who are in the kingdom of God, uh, you, let me tell you something. They ain't saying that you're exempt from trouble, but you don't got to worry about it because God is with you. Oh my God. Uh, God is with you. God is with you. He said, don't you be worried. Don't you do not let your heart envy sinners. Don't you envy what they have. Don't you envy them. He says, but live in the fear of the Lord always. I want you to live in the reverence of God. I want you to live in his reverence. And he said, here it is. Certainly there is a future. Oh, yeah. And I came to prophesy this last verse to you, and your hope will not be cut off. I want you to put that in the chat section. I'm out of here now. But look at somebody saying, your hope will not be cut off. I heard the scripture say, it said, those who look to the Lord, their faces shall be radiant without shame. Let me tell you something. When you put your faith in God, hallelujah, your hope will not be cut off. Hallelujah. Because God is a caring God into the details and he hallelujah has a plan that is good for me Woo. look at somebody and say i'm not worried about nothing i'm not worried about nothing got some concerns but i'm not worried about it i'm not gonna worry because guess what worry is a waste of time stay in your feet Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.